Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut Halachas, Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Sefer Torah, Halacha Dalid, in middle of paragraph Tes Zayin. We're up to the words, Ki Ho Emuna Hual Yedei Biror Hamedame. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Avraham Ben David, Yosef Berebeliezet Svi, and Yentefrad Obas Rabbi Shaye, Harini Kapras Mishkova. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Moshe Lei ben Chana Breindel, Leesta Basmalka, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomenisa ben Mazla, Avram David ben Chana, David Lei ben Shena, Elio ben Miriam Rus, Rochel Tzipor Abbas Batshua, Ami ben Chai ben Yehuda Skila, Avram Tzvi Hirsch ben Peramalka, Huna Baruch ben Zavaleya, Michal Barifka, David Elio ben Michal, Shimon Eloza ben Michal, Shloime ben Rifka Sprinza, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya ben Sipka Rifka, Chaim Tzvi ben Voyraleya, Pesia ben Chai Esther, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Gitaleya bas Frumet, Aviva Chai bas Esther Nindel, Mechorochel bas Sindaleya, Fruma bas Ganesa, Yehudis Nechoma bas Miriam, Daniel Yeshua ben Yenta Frida Blima, Chaim Yitzchok ben Chanarivka, Bas Yekela bas Amalia Malka, Tzishon and Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai ben Chana, Avigail Brocha Bashira Dvoira, Hil Yisrael Ben Sora, Mechanizam Ben Sora Fega, Idis Bas Miriam Brindle, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Gitrenel Bas Sipoira, Lebelea Bas Sipoira, Besoich Shar Choli Yisrael. We're in the middle of a discussion about Emuna, about the topic of Emuna based on chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran. Ki ho'emuno hu'aliyadei biror hamedame. Rabbein says there, and we've spoken about it in the previous year, that a person gets to real faith in Hashem and faith in the Torah based on the degree that the person accomplishes biror hamedame, which means clarifying all of those things that are unclear. Vahamedame the term medame we've mentioned many times has multiple meanings. One of the meanings of medame is the lowest, lowest level within seichel, within intelligence. So Rav Nassim says here that medame is the entrance way to seichel. It's the beginning of seichel. Rav Nassim says, as we see when we study secular sciences, things like that, whenever they, whenever they discuss philosophy or things like that, new ideas, they, the way they discuss it is based on comparisons, based on taking things that we do know and trying to compare something that we don't know to something that we do know. Shemedamen umakishin dover ledover, they compare 
and try to show the similarities between one thing and the next thing, ad sheboim el chachmasam, until they come to present a new theory. If you study the way that the philosophers and the scientists, the way they come up with new theories, this, it's a process, and this is how the process works. As is known to those who are knowledgeable in the way these chachmas work, the sciences and philosophy, all of their knowledge, all of their ideas are based on comparisons, similarities between things. And because of the fact that they do not have the proper knowledge of how to compare things, we know that sometimes a child that doesn't, that's not so smart, will compare one thing, they'll, they'll ask their father if they can do X, and the father will say no, and they say, why not? You let me do Y, why can't I do X? And the father looks at the child, what do you mean? You don't understand the difference between X and Y? You let me ride a bicycle, so why can't I drive the car? The car driving a car is easier than riding a bicycle. It's so much easier. You don't have to pedal, right? So, so according to a person's medame, according to a person's ability to make accurate comparisons, that's a critical need in being able to, to come up with theories, being able to, to understand how things really are. And it's for this reason that the secular intellectuals are confused. They do not have clear knowledge in just about all of the Chachmas. There's another place in the Kudalachas where Abnasan Zah writes, except maybe mathematics and engineering, he writes, there are certain areas where maybe they have a certain degree of accuracy or clarity, but in the other Chachmas, they don't. Because the majority of secular wisdoms, the people that are supposedly the smartest ones in those fields, there's a lot they don't know that's not clear to them. Kayodua, as is known. Especially if we're talking about theology, if we're talking about religion. When it comes to that, those areas, the philosophers and the scientists, obviously those who don't believe in Hashem, don't know anything. And it's for this reason that the majority of those people have, have become, are confused and perplexed as a result of an unclear medame. To the point where this has led them to all different types of atheism and agnosticism and all kinds of false beliefs. Each one of them based on their mistaken ideas. And all of this is based on a lack of clarity in Medame, in the areas that are not so clear. Because again, that's where all of their chachma begins. It begins by comparisons, trying to make comparisons, trying to study the similarities between different things. And based on those similarities, trying to come up with new, with projections. Since this is like this and this is like that, and we have certain statistics, 
therefore X, Y, Z. Therefore, we know it's going to rain in three weeks. And when, when it's not necessarily true, many of their predictions and many of their ideas are not true. Ki hamedame eino because the medame has not been refined by them. Because they did not accept the Torah. They're not part of members of the Jewish nation. And they also do not receive Ruach Nevuah from true Tzadikim. And therefore, that original tumor which the snake injected into Chava, which the Gemara tells us when the Jews stood at Har Sinai, that the effects of that came to an end, those guys who did not stand at Har Sinai, for them it did not come to an end. They're still suffering from that tumor that the, and, and the kfira, the denial of Hashem that the snake injected into Chava. As Rabbi Nizal explains over there in chapter 8 in the second half of the Kutimaran. And so too, the opposite of this is true within the framework of holiness. Am Kedosh Yisrael, the holy Jewish nation, Shezochu Kabbalah Satoira, who did accept and receive the Torah on Har Sinai, Ule Hiskarev Emes, and those people who are Zerche to come close to true Tzadikim, Sheyesh Lahem Bechinas Ruach HaKodesh, who have this Ruach HaKodesh, Bechol Doer, in each and every single generation. Remember, Rabbeinazar writes in that chapter on the Kutimran, that even though today we do not have Nevuah, and we don't have Ruach HaKodesh on the level of the Tanoim and Amoiron, the level of the early generations, in order for someone to be a qualified leader of Klal Yisrael, he must have a certain level of Ruach HaKodesh, of the divine spirit of Hashem with him to guide him. As a result of us accepting the Torah on Har Sinai, and as a result of us coming close to true tzaddikim, who do have this Ruach HaKodesh, as a result of this, our medame is yes, Mavoira, and we do have clarity in, in, in certain basic unclarities in this world. And that's what powers our emuna. And through this, we're to the true wisdom of the Torah, as a result of holy medame, meaning, what does that mean, holy medame? Here, Rav Nosanzal gives us a definition of it. By us learning how to compare one thing to another, which is based on the 13 formulas that Hashem has given to the rabbis, by which we can extrapolate things from the Torah. Which are, for example, these are holy comparisons that define how we study, how we analyze the Torah. Shall Torah Shall Torah 
And this is the methodology which the true Chachmei HaTorah, by which they d- derive laws and mitzvahs and explanations and understandings of the Torah. Nimza, so we conclude therefore, Shahamedame hu bechinas Pesach v'shar shel hasechel. That medame is the entranceway, that's the prerequisite as we call it. The prerequisite and the entranceway to sechel. V'alkein zoichen alidei biror hamedame le'emuna dikdusha shehu ikar hashar v'apesach dikdusha. And therefore, once again, through biror hamedame, which is the real, real entranceway to Kedusha. As we mentioned yesterday, that the Zohar Kodesh mentions this many, many times, and both Rabbein and all the Svarim Akdashim stress this, that the entranceway to Hashem is through the Malchus, which means through Emuna, through Tefillah, all of those go together. And Biru Hamedame is one step before that. In order to get into the, in order to get into the ballpark, you need Biru Hamedame. Once you're in the ballpark, you've got to find the entranceway. The entranceway is the Emuna, Malchus. Question in the chat. It seems that modern science is based not so much on the Medame, but on experiments and precise measurements, and they refuse to recognize anything that cannot be measured. Sorry, not informed. The, the experiments, the experiments, and the supposedly precise pr- measurements, there are times that you'll see on a back page of some newspaper, you won't see it on the front, some on the back, they, they made a mistake of a few million years. They miscalculated. They thought the z- dinosaurs were six and a half billion, 327 million years. But they did new studies and they found out that it's not 327 million years, it's 3.27. They were off by 100 million years. No, no, no big deal, you know, when you're dealing with such big numbers or other things like that. We are in an oilam hasheker, and, and many people have been misled to believe that everything is done via experiment and everything is proven. And, and recently, with the vaccines and with other stuff, we've seen, we've seen that money and, and power and politics are, are what define science in many times, what define scientific fact, and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's not, it's not so precise and accurate, unfortunately. The whole goal of science is also to be mevarer truth from Sheker in the physical realm. And our advanced civilization is a good proof of their success. You're right. In the olden days, thousands of years ago, as we believe, or billions of years as they believed, the apes knew what a male ape is and a female ape is. There was no confusion at all. They all got got it right. And the male giraffes and the female giraffes. Today, with our advanced science and technology and all of our knowledges, we've gotten to a level 
where the education system has come to the realization that they have no idea what's a man and what's a woman, what's a boy and a girl, and you can change the channel. They're teaching the kids, you know, the five, six-year-old kids, they're giving them a choice. And in the universities, in the, the schools of higher learning, during your first year, I just heard this recently, during the first year, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to pick your major because at that point in time, you're not smart enough. So therefore, you have to learn all the trash, all the stupidity and insanity. That's the way of forcing them to take courses in insanity <clears throat> because you can't focus on your major. We want to make sure that some of, this some of this, these lies and stupidity gets into their brains so their brains don't think straight. That, that's the advanced, advanced civilization that you're referring to. Of course, in the physical realm alone, but the method is the same, it seems. Birur emes misheker. Unfortunately, we're seeing today a level of medame that, that, that sedoim and emoira would be considered charedi, or, you know, in, in comparison to the, the low level that, that the, our advanced people, these advanced, these smart people that are defining our, the education system and, and other systems, the political system, the judges, all of them, belong, all behind bars or in psychiatric wards, unfortunately. Questions regarding the shir we had yesterday, we mentioned in the shir yesterday that the walls of our home draw from the walls of the, of, the, of the mind. And this is the main way a person can attain true wisdom to come close to Hashem. The question is, which way does it work? Seichel to mezuzah, or mezuzah to seichel, or both ways? The answer is yes, we'll see. Rav Nosson is going to explain more clearly the issue of the mezuzahs here. Let's wait to address that. Question, what is the relationship or difference between the nevuah drawn from between the two kruvim versus from the Evan Shesia. The nevuah, the, the nevuah that we spoke about so far came only Mibain Shnei Akruvim. The Evan Shesia was there in the same room, in the same room, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. You had the Evan Shesia and you had the Orain and the Luchais in it. And Rav Zal had showed that this shows us the Evan Shesia represents the entire world because the entire world was an expansion of the Evan Shesia. And the fact that it's right next to the, the Luchais, the Torah, shows that the Torah is the battery of the world. That's what's giving the world its chiyas. Continuing inside. Alkein shom bepesach habayis koivenis hamezuzah. And this explains why, where do we put up a mezuzah? At the entrance to the house, at the entrance of a room. Shehishtei parshias ha-toyra, and we said, what's in a mezuzah? The two parshias, Shema v'hoyim Shema and v'hoyim Shamoya. Shekomu bahem kol ho-aseres ha 
which have in them all ten commandments, as we mentioned in the previous year, <coughs> based on the Yerushalmi, v'chol kabol asoel malchus shamayim v'yol mitzvahs. And those two paragraphs define our accepting Hashem's authority over us and accepting the Torah as the description of Hashem's authority, exactly what Hashem's expectations are from us. <laughs> All of this goes under the umbrella term of Ruach Nevoah, prophecy from Hashem, which is, goes together with Emunah. And by, through this, through the mezuzah, through the birur hamedame, through the emuna, through all of this, we, we sanctify the entrance to the home. That it should be like the entranceway to seichel and chokhma. Which is really what the holiness of a home is all about. We're building a house with Chachma. By putting up a mezuzah on the entranceway of the house, we're drawing upon ourselves this holiness of Birur Hamedame. That's the holiness of the entranceway to Chachma. Shehi bechinas bias, and chokhmah is the bias. Shezuhi bechinas kedushas eretz Yisrael, and this is also how the Torah defines the holiness of eretz Yisrael. It's a combination of chokhmah and emuna, as we saw in the previous year. Kedushas beis hamikdash, the holiness of the beis hamikdash, which we explain that number one, it's the highest chokhmah. The greatest and most learned rabbis were in the Beis Hamikdash, sat in the Beis Hamikdash, and also it's a place of miracles, which means emuna. Shemamshichem which we draw into our home by putting on, by fulfilling this mitzvah of mezuzah. Interesting while we're on the topic, that it's brought that the word mezuzah is bigimatria aleph dalet nun yud, Hashem's name aleph dalet nun yud, which is the name for malchus, adon, ruler, malchus. And at the same time, the Zohar Kodesh tells us that, that, uh, that the, the word mezuzahis, the word mezuzahis, the Zohar Kodesh says, is zoz moves, it removes death from the house. What's the opposite of death? The answer is emes. Emes. The Gemara says there was a city called Kushta. Kushta means emes. And nobody died there. The Malach couldn't kill anybody in that city. If somebody in that city had to die, the Malach had to figure out a way to get him to leave the city in order to kill them. So emes is, again, emes is, is uh, the opposite of death. And the Zohar Kodesh says that the word mezuzah is follow me for a moment. You have the mem in the beginning, you have the tuf at the end. The middle letters are zayin vav, zayin vav. Seven plus six, seven plus six, which is 26, which is the letter aleph. The letter aleph has a yud on top, a yud on bottom, upside down yud, 
and a vav, the diagonal vav in the middle. So the letter Aleph is Yud Kevavke, Kaviochel. So the word Mezuzois is Mem Tov Emes, the word Emes. And this explains why this, the, the Medrash says that when Yaakov Avinu sold the Bechoira to Esav, it says he gave him a meal. And it says, Vayoichal, Vayesh, Esav ate and drank, Vayochom, and he got up, Vayelach, and he left. Why in the world is the Torah giving us a detail? Well, of course he got up and left. I didn't think he stayed there for the rest of his life. Why in the world is the Torah writing those words? So the Medrash has a drosha on each one of those words. And I believe it's on the word, Vayelach, he left. It says, and he didn't kiss the mezuzah. And I always say this, imagine hearing that Hitler came into a room and he left and he didn't kiss the mezuzah. We're talking about Esau. The Rashi, the Gemara says, he was an adulterer, a murderer. He was, he was a Hitler. He was a, a Yamak Shemai, a real evil, super evil, wicked person. Why in the world are they telling us he didn't kiss the mezuzah? The answer is, because the, the mezuzah is Emes. The mezuzah is Yaakov. Titain Emes Yaakov. And the Torah wants to show us that he's the opposite. He's the opposite of Emes. He's Sheker. He's death. He's the opposite of that. That's why it's making a point of showing that. that and, and this issue of kissing a mezuzah, this is one of the sources. This is brought in Shulchan Aruch. There are people, they see somebody kissing a mezuzah. Oh, he's, Hasid, he's Hasidish. Sure, the Hasidim learned Shulchan Aruch. The, the other guys, I don't know if they learned Shulchan Aruch. Because the Shulchan Aruch mentions this in you of, of putting your hand on the mezuzah when you leave. And again, it mentions, makes reference to this medrash, that Esav doesn't kiss the mezuzah. So those Jews who don't want to be Esav, make sure that when you walk into a house or out of a house, you kiss the mezuzah. V'alkein paragraph Zion. V'alkein misayimim parshas ha-mezuzah b'gdusha seretz Yisroel. And this is why the, the mezuzah, which has in it Shema Vahoyim Shamoya, and at the end of Vahoyim Shamoya, you have the words Laman Yirbu Yemeichem Bimeimeichem Al Ho'oretz Ashenishba. It speaks about Eretz Yisroel, the holiness of Eretz Yisroel. Kamashikosuv, Laman Yirbu Yemeichem Bimeimeichem Al Ho'adoma. Ki Iker Hamezuzo Lahamshech Kedusha Seretz Yisroel. Because what mezuzah is really all about is drawing the holiness of Eretz Yisroel, which is the holiness of the Beis Hamikdash, into our home. Now, today we don't have a Beis Hamikdash. And, and what about those people who don't live in Eretz Yisroel? Or what about those people that live in Eretz Yisroel? I'm living in Eretz Yisroel. I have to draw the holiness of Eretz Yisroel into my home? The answer is yes, definitely yes. You can't assume that it's automatic, that just because I live here, my home has the holiness of Eretz Yisrael in it. And this is why in Likutei Tfilois, in Rav Nosanzal's Likutei Tfilois, there are many Tfilois there where he be- begs Hashem to be zeichet to come to Eretz Yisrael. Reb Shmuel Shapiro was once asked, what about we who are living in Eretz Yisrael? Do we say that? And he said, definitely yes. We add the word, not lovoy l'Eretz Yisrael, lovoy l'Kidusha Eretz Yisrael. We should be zeichet to get to the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. And our home should be filled with the holiness of Eretz Yisrael, which is, which draws from the holiness of the Beis HaMikdosh. 
וזהו למען ירבו ימיך ימיך על האורץ. Now we know why that's in the mezuzah. כי זה יגעה, וזה למען ירבו ימיכם. This explains also why it says there, so that Hashem will give you long life. כי זה עיקר החיוס ואריכס יומם. Because this is the real definition of life, of living and long life. כי עיקר החיוס של האדם who, because how do we define a person as being alive versus being dead? A person who is increasing their faith in Hashem every single day, that person is living another day. And if they didn't, a day in which they did not increase their emun in Hashem, they weren't living that day. That day is dead time. There's dead space. A person has dead space in their house. Space that's not being used. That's time that's not being used. What do you mean? I went to a restaurant and I ate and I did exercise. If you're not increasing your emuna, you're not living. Hainu emunas chidish oilam. And Rav Nassim says, especially one of the most important tenets of emuna, which is to believe that Hashem created the world brand new 5,783 years ago. Shehi ikar ho emuna. That's one of the most important yesoides of emuna. Until a person is to renew and refresh their brain, their, their thinking every single day. As the Pesach says, Brand new every morning, increasing, expanding our emunah. Because only this is called living. Bibchinas, as the Pesach says, V'tzadik be'emunoso yichye. A tzadik is living. Why, how is a tzadik called living? Emuna, based on his emuna. Uchsiv ha'chochma techaye. And there's another Pesach that says, Chochma gives life. Ki emuna v'chochma digdusha heim echod. And this is where Rav Nosanzal really makes this point clear. That emuna and holy chachma are one. Because the more a person works on emuna, the more that person will be zoichet to true holy chachma. And the more holy knowledge that a person acquires, that person's emuna in the Torah, in Hashem, in tzaddikim will become stronger. Because this is the real holy chachma. What is it? To realize that I don't know anything. But it's it's but rather I realize that from the distance, from the distance. I'm not close to the light. I'm still very, very, very far from the light. But even as far away as I am, I realize how critical it is to believe in the truth of Hashem, in the truth that the true tzaddikim teach us. Bibichinas, as the Pesach says in the Navi, Hashem 
from the realization that I'm far, that's how Hashem, that's how I see Hashem. And as Shloimai HaMelech said, the wisest of all men, Omarti Echkemo, Vehi Rechoi I said I'm going to be smart, and it's far from me. Meaning, that's how I, I came to the realization of what the, different, what the definition of, of Chachma is. It's Vehi It's the realization of how much I don't know. The realization and the admission of how much I don't know. As Rabbeinazal writes about this, in chapter 83, in the second half of the Qutimran, She'ikr ha-chochma, she'yaskil she'rochik minenu ha-chochma. That real chochma is the realization of how far I am from, from complete chochma, how much I don't know yet. V'kimavur kol zeh as, as Rav Mosadal discusses this in other places. Rak'tzrichin lachzor zois pa'omimei nispor b'chol yoyim. But Rav Mosadal says, we have to review this countless times every single day. A Jew has to renew their emuna every single day. This is what the Sifrei Kabbalah are talking about when they talk about Hishachus Hamoichen. Rab says, This is what it's really all about renewing your emuna. That's real life. Remember, Abenazal once made a statement, A person who has emuna, that person is really living. Their life is called living. Because when things are going good for them, they're elated, they, and they're grateful. And, they're, you know, and when things seem to be going not good, they're handling it very, very well. It's, not ki- it's killing me what's going on. It's not killing them because their emun and Hashem is giving them chiyas. They're getting life and life. They're not in denial. We're not talking about denial. We're not talking about sheker. I'm very aware of all the suffering and everything, but it's not, nothing's going to kill me because I'm plugged into the Torah, which is Chaim. I'm plugged into Hashem, who is Chaim. I'm plugged into the Tzadik Emes, who is Chaim. So nothing, nothing is, can kill me or bring me down, chas v'shom. And this is the, the concept that every single day we recite Kriya Shema twice, in the morning and in the evening. That's the real expression of our emuna. And we, how do we conclude it? That this is called living, this is called long life. Because this is what real life is all about. In a few days, we're going to have Erev Rosh Hashanah. On Erev Rosh Hashanah, in the morning, we have that long slichas, much longer than, than all the other days. One of the outstanding paragraphs, Rav Nassar mentions this in a few places in the Ketelachas, is a long paragraph where we ask Hashem for Chaim. It mentions Chaim maybe 50 times in that paragraph. Now we know what we're asking for. Now we know it's not, it's not just a respiratory thing. We're asking for what, what's, what's real Chaim, which is emuna dikdusha, chachma dikdusha, the best connection possible to Hashem, to the Torah, to the tzaddikim. Vizet tzrichen likboya etzel pesach habayi 
And this is what we have to affix on the entrance to the house that we're living in. Because the place in, in those days, I, I, it could be even nowadays, it's true to a degree. T- today, many people, a lot of people, men, women, and children are spending most of their day out of the house. But still, people come home to sleep sometimes. Some people, some teenagers come home to sleep, some don't, Rahman al Islam, etc., etc. But, but, but he's saying that the house is supposed to be the, the place where we do most of our living time. We're putting the mezuzah there in order to draw into our home the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. The holiness of Eretz Yisrael. That is the house of our life. Shemishom Iker Achies. That's where we're drawing true life from. On Eretz Yisrael. And this is why the Gemara says in Brachas, one of the rabbis said, Are there old people in Bavel, in Chutzlaretz? Toma, he, he, he couldn't understand how that could be. Because the Pasuk says, It says that you'll live long life on, on your land. In Eretz Yisrael you live long life. In Chutz Laretz, probably they die young. As soon as this rabbi saw that the people in Bovel are getting up early and staying late in the Beis Hamedrish, they're going to shul every day and they're davening on time and they're, and they're, staying, they're coming to shul in the morning and the evening. Omar, he said, oh, now I get it. Hainu, the Rabbanosan says, what was his question? Hainu Shetoma, Eich Mekablam Chius Bechutzlaretz. How are the people in Chutzlaretz receiving life? Haloi Ein Shum Chius Kiem Beretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the source of life, the source of Chachma and Emuna, which are life, which are what define life. Vikana, as we discussed. However, when he saw that the Jews in Bavel are going to shul and, and, and base medrash, they're davening and learning properly, Omar, that's what's helping them. That's what's giving them life, the ability to live long. Because through this winning combination, of Torah and Tefillah, the Iker Hu Kriyashma, of which one of the most important displays of this is Kriyashma, which is a combination of, of Torah and Tefillah. It's Psukim in the Torah and it's a Tefillah. We go early in the morning and, and late in the evening to Shul Beis Medrash. That's what gives them the ability to draw the holiness of Eretz Yisrael, which is Chachma and Emuna, to draw it also into Chutzlaretz. And this is our real source of life in this bitter Golos that we're going through today. When we are outside, from the base from that we don't have the base Samikdosh, we don't have Eretz Yisrael in its full holy form. as the Pasuk says, Ki Bagoyim Ma'at. 
when I will spread the Jews out among the other nations, I'll exile them from Eretz Yisrael, and they'll be in all of these other lands, I will be a miniature, be- they won't have the real base Samikdash, but we will have a miniature base Samikdash. And the Gemara says, Elu This refers to our shuls and our Bote Medrash. And it's from there that we have to draw the, the holiness of Emuna, Shehi Iker Hachias, which is our true life, Lechol Bote Bene Israel, into all the homes of the Jewish people. By establishing the mezuzah at the entranceway to the house. The mezuzah is emes and emuna. We showed how the mezuzah is emes. It's the Torah, and it's words of Torah, which is emes, and it's emuna. Shema Yisrael is the declaration of emuna and Hashem. Nothing is coincidence. There's, there's so much going on in Breslov today, Kanainahora. There are new shuls opening up every day. There are new Sifrei Torah. Just last night, I went to Beit Shemesh to one of the newer shuls, a shul that just opened up a few years ago, and a big, beautiful shul, full shul. And yesterday, they, somebody donated their fourth Sefer Torah to the shul. Fourth Sefer Torah, Kanainahora. And the person is a person who lives in the five towns, in, in Lawrence, a person who was not religious until recently, became religious, and, and at, the, at, the, at the celebration, I was the only one, he and I were the only ones without a shrimal. Everyone's wearing shrimals and bekishes. This is one of the Yerushalmi Breslov shuls in Beit Shemesh. A hundred, 150 shrimals and, and Sudan and singing songs in Yiddish and in Hebrew, and the person they asked me to come to say a few words in English so he'll understand what they're saying. Kanaina Hora, Sifrei Torah being written and shuls being opened up, and even the main shul, the heart of Breslov and Eretz Yisrael, the shul in Meisharim, which was built about 60, 70 years ago, for the first time in 60, 70 years, is going through a major expansion where the Today it seats approximately 300 people, the main, main base medrash. They're adding another three to 400 seats on three levels. 120, adding 120 square meters on three levels, which is desperately needed because people are not coming. Friday night, many people come to the shul, they see there's no room, and they leave. They go daven in the shtibluch. Or there's some people who know they're not coming because they know they're not going to get a seat. We should be zeichet to see all of the botech neisios and botech midrashos be successful. That this should be the problem. That they build a shul and it's already full. They built it too small. Can I not baruch Hashem? And sifrei Torah being written. This is what we're learning here about what what's accomplished. All of this is is leading is making major steps forward in bringing leading to the geula. Mitzvah. Any questions? And also, just think that uh, when you move into a house, the difference of a lot of the way the chutz is in here, where you have to have it right away within the first night, and the chutz is you have, you would think sure. in chutz that you needed, you know, right away also because you need to pull in this extra... Kedusha. There are reasons, there are reasons that the Gemara gives why in Eretz Yisrael, when a person moves into a home, they put up a mezuzah right away. In chutz they wait 30 days, 30 days. 
also the difference between renting, I think renting versus owning. If you own the house, you put it up right away. If you're renting, you have to wait 30 days. The, the concept we know by a child, a child until it's 30 days old is not yet sure that it's living. The first 30 days, it's still in a, in a, in a state where chas v'shom, in, in tremendous sakona. Why wouldn't it say that we draw from our kosher Jewish homes? It says only the shuls and batonerim. He's telling us that our kosher Jewish homes draw their kashrus and their chius from, from the Beis HaMikdosh, from Eretz Yisrael, and today from our shuls, from our batechnesias and batechmedroshes. That's what he's saying. Paragraph Yudches, Vizeh Bechinas. Now, Rav Nosson is going to go into a beautiful explanation regarding the definition of an entranceway that requires a mezuzah. What does that Pesach have to look like? <coughs> and he's, we'll start this and we'll complete it in Yitzhashem hopefully in the next year. Vizeh Bechinas Mashikosu B'Shulchan Aruch, Ein HaPesach Chayev B'Mezuzah, Ad Sheyeloi Shtei Mezuzah Isumashkoif. And an entranceway does not require a mezuzah unless it has two walls, what he's calling mezuzahs here means like two walls and a top, something on top of them going across. Yesh Larames, Rav Nassau says, this, we can, we can connect, at this hints to what Rav Nassau says there in Likut Imran. Over there in chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal has a whole major paragraph speaking about Kovoid, Kovoid Dikdusha. And there he says that we know that there's a posset that says that there are three areas by which people receive Kovoid Chachma, Givura, and Ashirus. And he's going to bring the Pasuk, the famous Pasuk that shows this. And Rabbi Nezal speaks about this Kovoid, the Hizgalus HaKovoid, a revelation of holy Kovoid, that that's a major step towards Biror HaMedame and Emuna and all of these things. And again, at, the, at Har, Har Sinai was when the whole, uh, the, the Kvoid Hashem, everybody saw the Kovoid of Hashem. And in the Beis Hamikdash, there's this psukim that ukvoid Hashem molayes There are many psukim to show that this is what all of this is about. The emuna, the chachma, is all part of kivoid Hashem's kavod. Remember the, the last mission in Pirkei Ovois, that for what purpose did Hashem create all the worlds? Lichvoidi barosiv yitzartef avasisiv. I created all worlds for my kavod. How do we show respect to Hashem? Through, by believing in Hashem and by getting to know Hashem. That's, that's the Kovoid. So the, the three things which are rooted in Kovoid, Shemishom Hamshochas Hanavua, from which we draw Nevua. Nevua comes from Kovoid. Shehem, which are Chacham, Gibor, Fioshir. These three types of people are people who command respect. 
the Gemara says, Rebbe Mechabed Ashirim, and, and again, Chacham, there's a pasuk Kavoyed Chachamim Yincholu, as, as we'll see. Ki ein hanevua shoyre elo al chacham gibor v'yoshir. Because the Gemara says in Shabbos that prophecy will only come to one of these three categories, or all three categories, chacham gibor and oshir. Kimavur batoyronal. And as Rabbein Azal expounds on this over there in chapter 8 in, in Likute Tanina. Ve'elu hasholosh bechinois shorosham bekovoy. And these three are rooted in Kavoid, Kemoshim of Ursham, as Rabbi Nezal shows there from Psukim and Gemaras. And a person who is to holy Kavoid through the methods that Rabbi Nezal describes over there in Likute Maran, and we'll go into this more in the next year, Zoyche Alidei Chachma Gevura Vashirus. Leruach Nevua Amitiis Dikdusha will be Zoycha through their Chachma and Gvura and Ashirus, they'll be Zoycha to true Nevua. Remember, the Torah speaks about Nevia Yemes and Nevia Sheker, a prophet who is false. Avomisha Poigem Bahakovoid, whereas a person who is Poigem in Kovoid, which mean, what does that mean? We're talking about a person who is not, who doesn't see to it that every move they make, every action they take, everything they think and say and do is only about Hashem's kavod. But rather, the person wants to be respected. I want to have a big house so everybody should respect me. I want to be strong so that people should respect the Chachma, the Gvur, the Ashiras is personal. I am so smart. My house, all of those expressions, my family, my children. Azai hu poigem bechachma Gevura v'ashiras. By being poigem in Kavoid, you're being poigem in all three of these areas. These are the three areas where it's natural and normal for people to be respected. A person who has a beautiful home, people respect that. And, and, and again, as Rabbein Azal explains in Likud Imran, and as it says in the Pasuk in Yermia, that these three people should not take personal pride. They shouldn't think that I'm so great, I'm so good. And Rab Nosanzal says, this is the cause, this is the source of the false prophets and the false leaders in Klal Yisrael. Just like when it comes to holy kavod, how do we define holy kavod? A person who runs away from any personal kavod. They don't want any personal kavod. And they, try, they really try to do whatever they can to give kavod to Hashem. That if they do anything good, they won't take personal credit for it. I thank Hashem who gave me the privilege of making a siyam on Shas, a siyam on Gemara. I thank Hashem for my home. I thank Hashem for my children. Everything. It's all about Hashem. 
על ידי זה זכן לחוכמה גבורה ועשירוס דקדושה. A person who is living that way is זכת to holy חוכמה and holy גבורה and holy wealth. דהיינו שאין משתמשים עם החוכמה והגבורה השריעס בשביל כבוד עצמי כלל. The person is not using their knowledge or their power or their wealth for personal glory whatsoever, for personal covering. רק בשביל כבוד השם יספורה. They're making sure that anyone, anyone who has any contact with them knows this isn't my house. It's the house that Hashem blessed my family with. The car that Hashem gave us. It's all Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. Just like it says by Yosef HaTzadik, when he was in the home of Potiphar, Potiphar saw that Hashem is matzliah. How did he see? Because everything, every move, every breath Yosef HaTzadik did was Baruch Hashem, Emir Hashem. It was all about Hashem, every move he made. When a person is living this way, the person is to, to divine inspiration, divine messages from Hashem. <coughs> this gives that person the ability to clarify all the unclear things in this world. That's how the person is zoichet to holy emuna. And this is the most important benefit of coming close to tzadikim. Why are we going to emuna? Why are we going to uman for emuna? That's what we're going for. Why are we going to the tzadik to get his chachus in emuna? His chachus in in recognition of Hashem. And to see an example of someone where everything he did was not for personal covet at all whatsoever. It was purely for Hashem's covet. So people who come to the tzaddik and they're coming with personal covet, it's a it's contradiction. They, they don't get it. They have no idea. I remember my Rebbe, Rebbe Michalzor, used to say that a person comes to the tzaddik, they come as a Talmud to a Rebbe. A person who comes as a Rebbe to a Rebbe, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because they're defeating the whole purpose, as Rav Nelson Zal defines here. Any questions? Is the, Good question. Is there a way to measure one's increase in emuna? The answer is yes. It, but a, an, int- an increase in the quality of life the quality of their davening, the quality of their learning, the quality of how they interact with people, that everything, uh, an increase in humility, all of these things are, are examples of an increase in emuna of Hashem, recognition of Hashem. The more I recognize Hashem, the more tiny, the, the smaller I realize I am. Can we please explain the difference between medame, which is malchus, and Maven Dover Mitor Dover, which is Bina. They seem to be almost the same. The answer is it's, it's different levels. It's different levels. The, the concept of Medame is being able generally to separate good from bad. The concept of being Maven Dover Mitor Dover is more so within the framework of good, within the arena of good. I'm using my, my chachma, I'm using all of my, my abilities and, and, and again, Hashem's help to be able to take information that I have and process it in a way that from this I can derive new things, new, higher, more and more clarity, 
more closeness to Hashem. I'm sure that the, all the Sifrei Kabbalah, Chasidus and Machshava all have a lot to say about this. Should be to learn, to understand, to believe, and be to, to, to see the building of the ultimate bias, the base Samitosh Memhe Rabbi Amen, Amen, Amen.